0: Then I said, I'm not wearing any underwear. (laughs) I should probably cut that, shouldn't I? Yeah, probably. Way too explicit. Sounds a bit um, inappropriate. Inappropriate. Maybe a little sexist. Slightly racist. Yeah, I should. Do you know what I'll do is I'll put in just the very end of it and people will be like, what the fuck is he talking about?
1: (laughs) You know, I I found out at work yesterday that, I think it's like a London thing, but a lot of people wear... Trousers underneath their trousers Even in this What? Weather. Really? Like, a lot of people at work Are wearing trousers Under their trousers I never knew that and Why? Like, why the In this heat Are the ones on the inside At least lighter? I don't I think they're the same Like why? It's like a, a... <laughs> Thirty degrees in London is forty degrees, so it's like yeah, yeah.
0: Literally, when you're white as we are, this kind of weather is gonna get to you. That makes no sense to me. I, 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 I've, I've never gotten the whole like wearing lots of clothes when it's super hot anyway. Like, or like, yo, know, when you go to the gym, and like, like the gym sh- to me should be you wearing exercise top and shorts. Like, you're wearing as little clothes as possible because you're going to sweat. Sometimes you'll see people wearing like a full blown hoodie and like sweatpants I'm like what are you what doing the yeah. and they're like doing weights I'm like you're just I know it is I, I've heard Joe Rogan talk about it it's something like you can burn more calories if you're sweating more but I don't want to put yeah. myself through that pain Especially <laughs> an extra washing and like yeah everything I that to get my
1: soaked in sweat and...
0: yeah are you going to are going to leave the gym with that same hoodie like, I, I do not understand that at all this is the thing I was not made aware of though. the whole trousers thing I'm going to keep my eye, out, my eye out for it now yeah, surely yeah. you can notice that you'd think sh- so it, did they have ways of hiding it? which you have not known until...
1: That, that, yeah, that, you, you... You, you wouldn't know. Wow, okay. Yeah. That's mental. I well, only do that in the winter. It's really cold. I've never, I, ever I'll in my life on... done that, nor have I thought to do that. I put on, like, uh, like trackies, and then tuck them into my socks, and then put trousers over the top.
0: Ah, oh, I guess it makes sense. Yeah. I, I I've never thought I'd... Do... It can't be comfortable, though.
1: It's all right. Really? Yeah, if they're, like... I have trackies that are like pretty much like skin tights. So it's just like wearing leggings. All right. So yeah. like, you just tuck them in and then it's and dive. Yeah. Never heard of, but I don't want to
0: I I I could be dissing it now and this time next year I'll be like it's changed my life. Yeah. So, hey, I, I let people be people, I guess. Speaking of people being people, guys, welcome to the Effortless segue. Welcome to the Sebastian Episodes podcast. A podcast of myself and Sebastian here due to discover our racial identity.
1: Let's just get this shit out of the way. <laughs>
0: That's a great as you said. Today we are reviewing. Today we're covering Carol Carols Rise Again, the 14th episode of the 34th season. Let's just jump right in. So we open up straight away. Homer wakes up to a delicious smell. And he's like, Mary's making chilli? Con did Dinner for breakfast? She finally read the suggestion box. Uh, he goes to the kitchen and like, all these pans, they're totally empty. And like, Wait, what was that smell I smelled? And we see the marriage has made meals meals for Ned as he can't cook for a few weeks after he broke his arm falling off their roof to get Homer's baseball hat. And Homer's like, Would well, you know how much that do you know how much I pay for that hat? It wasn't that, it just says free hat. <laughs> stupid gag, <laughs> but like purposely stupid yeah. that I liked it. <laughs> and she says she started a meal train for him. And Homer's like, Meal train? He's a quick little like dream of like a train that looks like a sandwich heading towards his mouth. I love this one. The station was Choo Choo Station, but spelled C-H-E-W. Mm. Nice small little detail there. She says it's basically a set plan where friends and family prepare homemade meals for people in need. And Homer goes, coming up with a fake injury to set obscene, to get obscene amount of free food, you say? Like, no, I don't say. And stop stroking your chin like that. He's <laughs> stroking really, a really too, anyway. We then got to Mo's. You see Moe, Homer, Lenny, Carol and Barney are all eating a whole load of food. Uh, Lu- Luann and Bernice, Dr. Hibbert's wife, come in with uh, food for Barney. And he's like wearing like a, f- a fake cast and they're like, I'm so sorry to hear about your foot injury Barney. He's, like, oh, it's my fault for being so addicted to cardio. Uh, Bernice says that she hopes these enchiladas that weren't taken from the frozen food section will ease his pain. <laughs> just like let the healing begin and they, they, they both leave and Lenny's like to mow don't forget tomorrow you got your foot injury you got your foot injured by uh, sticking it in the garbage disposal i was like oh I'm going to be swimming in sympathy meals <laughs> Homer says that people love boasting about supporting charity he takes out his phone we see Helen Lovejoy on Instagram he shared a picture with all of them with like their fake cast and everything he just says helping the wretched and Brian's like we really are wretched and carol says that they need, they need to put a stop to this
1: uh guys this has been fun but uh bowling season starts in a week i didn't think this was physically possible but we're not even in bowling shape i'm jumping off this meal train you will be missed
0: from this point on the episode pretty much becomes like it's all from carol's perspective yeah, he's yeah. the main character now yeah uh he starts working out with, with a bowling ball he's doing all these workout sessions that involve getting fit using a bowling ball it, it, it works out and he loses a ton of weight so much so that he needs a belt, <laughs> and he takes out a cowboy belt buckle. He's like, oh, it's been a while, mystery buckle. we didn't cut them at the bowling alley. Uh, all the guys are still, like, super fat from all these sympathy meals apart from him. Uh, he oversees a lady being forced to wear bowling shoes that she doesn't want to wear. She's not even bowling. She's just here for her friend's, uh, her friend's kid's birthday party, and she catches Carol's attention. He goes up to her. His name's Naima, he asks how Carol doesn't mind wearing these disgusting shoes, but he says the, his shoes are actually his own ones, he's like, oh yeah, I own these puppies, as well as my work shoes, and pretty much all my footwear, like, oh, you're kind of cute, in a chatty shoe-splainy kind of way, he didn't notice this is belt, he's like, oh, I need, I need something to hold up my pants, and I immediately thought, belt, that's <laughs> such a like, <laughs> it's just a sad man, just things his thoughts are so unique yeah. <laughs> They know the most plain fucking things um, and she goes oh thank you for walking me through that uh, he asks if he can show her why, why bowling is America's fastest dying indoor sports and bribes the the bowling alley worker to give her shoes that haven't been taken out of their box yet we didn't get another montage this episode is filled with montages for some reason by the way
1: <laughs> yeah. when's the last time you went bowling and you had to wear the shoes
0: yeah it doesn't happen it's anymore a, which I'm fine with a, yeah
1: I'm completely fine with yeah that.
0: to be honest back when I was going to birthday parties I mean it's not anything to be ashamed of I was a kid I wasn't thinking about how obviously non-hygienic they are oh, but now no. that I'm an adult I'm pretty content that they don't seem to be strict it about it anymore they so worn well. out as well yeah like you can tell you you know thousands of feet have been inside them but like,
1: like why were we doing that for so long and now suddenly it's like oh yeah you can just wear your own shoes
0: I know it's weird yeah it's but strange. it makes sense it's like why would you need shoes in the first place like, Is what are they protecting What yeah. what, what purpose do they serve you know I get it if you're like a professional bowler to have like I'm sure yes shoes that are equipped for bowling Mm -hmm. there's probably something about it that makes the design better for being in a bowling alley but if you're just there for fun who cares like once you're wearing decent enough shoes like you know you shouldn't go bowling in suit shoes that makes sense go in like trainers or something you know but um, yeah definitely don't miss that shit Because even in this episode he was like Using that disinfectant So I feel like Bowling Eyes in London aren't even doing that much You know <laughs> I highly doubt it But yeah we get another montage of them enjoying bowling together We see Carol juggling a bowling ball For the kids and entertaining them Until it hits him in the head <laughs> got them, They're watching a cartoon on, on the bowling screen Of two pins making out And it goes way too far <laughs> It was such a weird gag. Because at the first they like kiss each other like oh that's sweet and they're both watching and then like mm. the pin one of the pins pushes the other one to the floor and he start like like violently making out. <laughs> So those guy can be super weird They're sometimes. So strange, so. Yeah. Really, really strange. Like you got a strike, and it'll be like a pin dancing and putting on sunglasses and playing guitar or something. Like what?
1: What nice is the... cock?
0: <laughs> yeah, nice cock. Nice turkey, man. <laughs> you just got a spear. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna exactly. Fuck
1: you in the ass. <laughs> <laughs>
0: oh god, exactly. Um, then Carol asks Naima if he can see her again. And she's like, how about dinner at this place I know? Because I own it. It's, it's called Soul House. I will say a weird thing, but it was hot. She's a good-looking lady. Yeah,
1: sure. Like, <laughs> if, yeah. As far as the Simpsons cartoon, standard goes. Yeah, yeah. yeah
0: she was well-drawn. I thought she was yeah. cute. <laughs> I was driven for Carol to get with her. Uh, he, he, she shows... Him a commercial that her nephew made of like a rap of Soul House, and she goes, "There's a 14 minute version on a SoundCloud. It's very explicit, which is such a weird joke." That like the nephew wrote a song for his aunt's his aunt's restaurant, and he made a full version that is apparently sexually explicit. <laughs> it's such a weird. It's funny. It's just so weird and yeah. random. But he's oh, he's like where is it? It's like oh it's on our side of town. And he he gets immediately kind of scared about that comment. Then he goes back to the guys, and he's like, Uh, Guys, I just met the one. The one person here willing to go out on a date with me. Wow, way to go! Someone's not going to die alone. So that's why you abandoned us and made us lose to the worst team in the league.
1: Good game. Bitches.
0: Perfect choice of characters for this team. It's more than the squeaky voice teen, the old Jewish guy and Wendell one of the kids. So good. So so good. And then Molman just goes, "Good game, bitches."
1: <laughs> like super <laughs> long pause. You know as well like they were like all coming up with like ideas like, "Oh no, it should be this guy. No, this guy." And, and then, then once then they, they got to the moment, man, they were like Then they got There's the no so yeah, they were like, Oh my god, yeah, this is it. Yeah, this is
0: perfect. Yeah, you can tell because I, I I hear them talk about the commentary, like little like random guys like this, they put out a lot of thought into it. So like, you could tell they were like making sure it was the perfect force yeah. to them. And this was I I couldn't get anybody else you could throw in there that would be that'd be better. Because
1: the little gags like that are the memorable
0: ones. Oh totally, yeah, yeah. 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 The, the pure like just random absurd gags that have nothing to do mm-hmm. with the plot. Like him just going good game bitches is hilarious. And I was thinking about it, like i like this is the only mode where we got like any Redemption from old man whatsoever. Like he won the game, you know. Yeah. <laughs> we actually got some some good for him for once. We then cut to Lenny Carroll and Homer at the plant the next day. We sit there listening to her nephew's song on on SoundCloud. And Lane just goes, that has the most sexually graphic song about collared greens I've ever heard. <laughs> it's such a weird guy. I love it. Carol says she's she's so cool. She studied at Howard University. She owns a restaurant and performs a salt and pepper tribute band called Pepper and Pepper. <laughs> and he goes, oh, I get it. Like Peppa Pig.
1: <laughs> what <laughs> even is <that? laughs> Such a weird <laughs> comment. That's not even like a good... No, it's so <laughs> stupid. Well, like Peppa Pig.
0: <laughs> 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 it's so stupid. Pro- probably, probably the worst joke of the episode, but like... One of
1: the worst jokes I've had in a long time.
0: <laughs> it was really, really stupid. Like pepper Pig. It was just like him being dumb for the sake of him being dumb. But Someone said
1: pepper, referring to... Salt and pepper, Black the, pepper, the fuck... Yeah. And he goes, like, pepper Pig. <laughs> yeah, it was really, really it. weird. Huh? And that's it. It's I know, that was it. We, they, go, they don't address it. <laughs> they
0: go right back to the conversation. Yeah, it was a very weird line. Anyway, look, Carl says he's worried he might not be, be pepper enough for her. And then he suggests a, a haircut to lift his confidence. And he takes out a razor and he's like, I got second Carl. He says he's going to go to the one place he never goes, their side of town. We didn't cut to the hairdressers. you see what it was called? What the hairdressers was called? I don't remember. It was Hair Do the Right thing. Oh, nice! <laughs> that was great. Yeah, a great little my reference. favorite Yeah, of course. Yeah, so that's that why. Yeah, that's why I was wondering. Did, did you notice it? Yeah, uh, he's looking at like uh, you know those classic barber posters, like all these different hairstyles. It was all like like black celebrities, and the barber's like, you know, which one of these is you? He's like I have no idea. It's like, oh, I got it. The identity crisis, number seven. And Bart shows up, and just, it, it, totally the, the the haircut he would get. He goes high fade, tie on the sides, and the barber goes, Bartali, my man. And Carl's like, you're a regular here? Oh, no one does a trim like Clarence. And Homer looks at a shrine of bald, bald, like bald black men. He's like, oh, I think my head could rock the Michael Jordan, but around the sides, gotta be the Ving Rhames. (laughs) And Carl's like, do you think I could pull off the Denzel? Oh, what you need to pull off is that belt buckle you know the classic like black barbers being really sassy and the other one just goes the Clarence goes i put it back in the manhole you got it from and carol just goes who knew there would be so much riffing in a black barbers (laughs) we got to secondhand bros clothing the the logo is like super mario bros again great little signs throughout the episode more to come and we see Dr. Hipper going in with a, with a bag of um, sweaters and the sign just says no longer accepting Cosby sweaters and he's oh walked away great little p- piece of history for you actually is um I was is years before we find out anything uh, before we found out anything about Bill Cosby in the early 90s the biggest like rating ratings competitor with The Simpsons was The Cosby Show oh, man. and their way of like making a reference to that was Dr. Hipper was originally kind of like meant to be a parody of Bill Cosby if you watch yeah, his very first, I suppose,
1: yeah, when in the early days, the way he talks, yeah, is...
0: yeah, and he's also always wearing a sweater, similarly mm. to what Bill Cosby always he wore does, in the it, show. Whenever he's
1: not in a doctor's uniform, still he's always wearing a.
0: Yeah, yeah, he's always wearing one of those. Yeah, those those like Cosby sweaters, like, like he wore in the show. Those very dad sweaters, like. Um, so that's clearly what they were making a reference to here. No longer relevant. Cut to Carolyn, the secondhand story He's trying on a, a kangle. He's like, dare I Samuel L. Jackson, my new Denzel. And I like the haircut he has. I thought it really suited him. <sighs> Carl says to Homer he's not certain what his, looks, his look is. And Homer says that knowing your style really boosts your confidence. And he didn't know himself that he found his, uh, his white shirt and blue pants. And he says, Let's find the outfit that'll make Naima look at me the way that Marge looks at you. Worried? Blindly in love. Again, the third montage in the episode, like, in the space of, like, less than 10 minutes, he's trying on different outfits, A classic, like, movie montage, of, like, mm-hmm. he's coming out, and they're, like, nodding their head, or giving you thumbs up and stuff, and the guy running the store interrupts him, and like, did I say you could do a dress montage? Get, get your, I didn't know what this joke was either, get your corny asses back to Starbucks. <laughs> I guess just, like, because that's like, that's, like, doing a dressing up montage is kind of cringy, and Starbucks is, like, the it's kind of place it's basic that people. And cringe yeah, and... yeah, exactly. Get your Cordy back to Starbucks. And he starts mocking his belt buckle again, and Carol's like, I get it, it's not cool.
1: Oh no, maybe it's because Starbucks is like a quote unquote white girl.
0: Oh, I guess, yeah, and also charity shops there. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I guess that's what it is. Yeah, there you go. It definitely went over my head. But there you go, problem solved. That, that sounds right to me. But yeah, he's, he's mocking his belt buckle, and he goes, if, if you give me that, I'll turn all this wrong to a right. And he's like, "Okay, Naeem is worth it." He gives him the belt buckle. We cut to him going to her restaurant, Soul House, and again, I I like his style—the glasses and the hair and the um, the the, the t-shirt and the jacket and stuff. I th- I thought it was a good combo on him. He's he says he has a perfect outfit, and he rides into the restaurant. Naima tells him that the 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 restaurant started seventy five years ago, starting off as a just a cart that they did in the streets, and it's now her favorite table in the restaurant. And this table it, it is like an old fashioned cart he asked what, what he's into other than bowling and he said he's like don't say Moes, don't say Moe's like, Lenny like, well, who's that? A friend from Mo's. <laughs> uh, he's like, Oh I I like I like um like your Black Panthers t shirt. He's like, Oh yeah, we'll contact forever. He's like, No, no, you're wearing a t shirt of um Howie P. Newton <laughs> like, Oh yeah, yeah, of course, of course And he starts going his phone with like early life and education. He's like, you're not looking him up, are you? Like, no, no, of course not <laughs> He says he loves this restaurant's urban veggies. He's like, okay, you're embarrassing yourself now. I'm sorry. I'm just new to all this. You're new to being black. I'm just trying to be more convincing. I got a Denzel haircut. I'm wearing leather underpants. I got Michael Jordan cologne on and Michael B. Jordan aftershave. <laughs> she says she wants to get to know the guy she met at the bowling alley more, but that doesn't look possible as he doesn't even seem to know himself. Um, he's like a great human moment for for him here. It was such a, you know, even though we've seen so much of Carol, he's always been you know, a sidekick for Homer, so there's so much we don't know about, him. like, it's so always was a beautiful exploration of him, and it made sense to the character that we, you know, have gotten glimpses of mm-hmm. his personality throughout the show, that he doesn't know himself that much, he, yeah. he kind of just leans off his friends as, you know, they're who he is, more than anything else, just them and his job, and drinking beer, like, that's it. Um, we got them walking away really sad, through this black neighbourhood, and again, some great little signs around the neighbourhood, one was Spike Lee's joints, in other words, I have a dream mattresses and Malcolm XXX adult toys. He goes into Mo's and was like, You know what you, you know what they say? The quicker the date, the more it went great. Uh, she says she wanted to know the real him. <laughs> and Mo's like, Self reflection. Who does that? Trust the sign. <laughs> it's the sign of Mo's saying, No outside food, no inner reflection. And he says that they wouldn't get his problem. And Homer's like, well, yes, we do. We know each other so well. We peed in the same trot together. And he's like, we melted so much ice. And he says he's uncertain of his own racial identity. And they all just immediately start, like, awkwardly sipping their beer. He's like, hey, I know <laughs> Void and Sips, my I hear they spit the drinks back out. And they like, Oh I'm, no, I'm comfortable talking about race. And I was like, I don't even see color. <laughs> and he says and again this is consistent the, the, the details here was was explored in a different episode in I think season 24 25 called um, The Saga of Carol so this is all consistent he says that being adopted that he never felt like Icelandic enough because his, his his adopted parents were Icelandic he never felt Icelandic enough or black enough he's like sure I feel butterfly enough but that's not everything he says that he regrets giving up his belt buckle because that's the one gift he has from his birth parents and he's gonna go back to get it. He's like, I need to find out who I am, and for the first time in my life, the answer isn't in this bar. He leaves me cut to, he says it's been a few weeks later, Cut got to marriage Homer at home. He says that he hasn't seen Carol in ages and he didn't even show up for public domain karaoke night. It's like, how was I supposed to King Tootsie Tootsie could buy without him? Mary says she learned in her book club that racial identity, again, it just made so much sense that marriage in a book club where she's reading a book about racial identity mm-hmm. and all the women are definitely white. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> so good. She's reading a book about racial identity and says it's really important to black men that she should reach out, or he should reach out to Carol. And he's like, what do I say? He's like, well, let's start with what you sh- should not say. My feelings matter too. Slavery was a long time ago. That. But I love Eddie Murphy. Lenny tweeted that. I just want things to be normal again. Huh? That's
1: on the list.
0: Says so she knows he'll never say the right thing, but that he doesn't, it, it doesn't mean he shouldn't try. We didn't cut to all, all the guys that like kind up together and they're going to the secondhand store to get uh, Carol's belt buckle back. He shows up as well and is like, oh. You guys are the best friend that someone who doesn't know who he is could ask for. And we see that Lenny was willing to give up his vintage suspenders to get the belt buckle in exchange. He's like, oh, the doctor said I should I, I, I should take a break but with, with all the shoulder girdles and the nipple abrasions. He goes in, we find out that the guy already sold it to who? Uh, some white guy with a weird voice. Well, that could be anyone in this town. <laughs> yeah, that could be anyone in this ca- town. And we cut over. We see Willie being like, I can to my kilt. And the sea captain just, Yeah. <laughs> it's like, Sounds the ratio. It is. That is like 90% of Springfield. It's just a bunch of weird white I'm men. Sure, yeah, yeah. <laughs> with weird voices. Uh, the guy's like, I, I don't know his name, but all, all I yellow. know is, Huh? The yellow, man. The yellow, yeah, true. true. And it, it is weird that they, they refer to the yellow people as white, and but the black people are black, just like in the real world. That's what I find strange. strange.
1: Well, the, the, all the white people in the show are just yellow.
0: Yeah, More yeah. Than anyone else is 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 the same yeah. as real life. Yeah, like they've had Asian people before and black people and everything else. it, it, it is strange, but you know I love it. <laughs> it, it is what it is. What makes the show what makes the show unique Oops, that they're yeah. yellow. You know, it, it it probably wouldn't have the same level of success if they were white.
1: That's the thing. You know?
0: Yeah. Well, MacReady always said that that was like his inspiration behind making them yellow was. Because obviously, back when the show came out, everything was just TV. If you're like flicking through television, you would know it was the Simpsons immediately. Like you it's wouldn't, so true, you wouldn't yeah. confuse it for anything else. So that was his reason. It, it's it's so and genius. It worked, like yeah, yeah, yeah it totally works. He says he doesn't know the name of the guy he sold the belt buckle to. All he knows is that the guy's name is a rich Texan. Uh, on, on account of him being a rich Texan, <laughs> and he cuts them in R- the the rich Texan's belt buckle room. He just goes, "Yeehaw! I love belt buckles." <laughs> Such a weird. Why was he just randomly saying that? <laughs> so stupid. And he shoots two guns up in the air, but they're indoors, so the bullet starts flying everywhere. It's like, well, while well, that guy's doing his thing, let's talk. Carol says he has a, a a cowboy belt buckle belonging to him, and he can't remember the picture exactly, but it's like a cowboy riding a bull, and he's also kind of kissing it. Like, oh no! Ain't no spooch. He's uh, biting his lip. <laughs> he says he sold it to a man who said it was the the belt was rich in historical heritage. It's like, do you do you think he could help me uh, find my roots? Said, well, it's a long shot. When you cut to, and we see the guy sold it to is uh, Henry Louis Gates, who is a real, I guess you call him a documentarian um, historian, whatever you specifically. I guess both a documentarian mm. and historian. Very big in America, the show hasn't really blown up here yet. It's called Finding Your Roots, and like every episode is like a celebrity, basically trying to find out their family heritage. Okay. Yeah, so this this is a real guy voicing himself. He tells Henry Louis Gates that his parents left him outside the orphanage when he was younger, but other than that, his family history is a blank slate. And the guy just goes, "Cancel my next guest." we cut to a change room we see there was Rainier Wolf Castle and he's like it's probably for the best
1: <laughs> which I did realise
0: until the 2nd viewing the joke is obviously that he probably has like Nazi family heritage, which yeah. <laughs> so would like kill his reputation if he did that episode cut to the show Finding a Roots he's interviewing Carol and he's like what got you started on this journey to self-discovery and he says this amazing woman we cut to Naima back at the restaurant and she's like oh my god the most awkward guy I ever dated is on TV mention the restaurant and like, I felt like such a fool as I left with the takeout from Soul House. And they all start cheering. He's like, yeah, he said it! And so then Henry Louis Gates goes, let me introduce you to Ellis. And it's like, oh, Ellis? I better relate to him. Oh, I'm not supposed to say that, am I? Just act surprised later. We find out that uh, Ellis, the, the guy who originally made the belt buckle, is his fourth generation grandfather. And he was born into slavery on a ranch in Texas. Uh, When he found out that slavery had been abolished two years later, he fled Texas on a horse and became a cowboy. So we find out, yeah, that he comes from a long line of cowboys right up to his father, Wyatt. And we find out that his father stayed on a bull for 20 seconds at a rodeo. And we get a little clip of him being interviewed. Asks what he'll do with his prize, the, the the, the, the belt buckle. He's like, oh, I'm going to use the hold of my Wranglers, but then I'm going to give it to my son so he'll always know bull riding is in his blood. And Carlos goes, I finally know who I am. We got to him, dress as a cowboy on a horse at a rodeo. Like, I'm a black cowboy.
1: <laughs> 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 and of course, it's the most white thing.
0: Yeah, yeah, of course. Being a cowboy, but also, like, it is such a thing that when someone discovers their family heritage, they're like, oh, this is who I am now. And they try to be something that they're not because mm. your family heritage, it doesn't mean that's who you are. You yeah, know, it, that's really the it message. Be
1: so far gone yeah Basically, yeah exactly as a way to like
0: yeah uh, yeah i get to try i think that there's like a, a more specific purpose and Something reason as to them, why they have been put in this planet you know it's like no these things are just coincidence yeah. you know what i mean it's like
1: uh, with me it's like i have a very interesting family heritage you gotta make it for your own yeah You've yeah exactly make yourself interesting
0: and... oh yeah totally i mean as far as i'm concerned my family heritage is all in the same town so Jesus. super boring. You know what I mean. You want to do something really bad, actually, really dodgy. Is um, <laughs> Wait, We should be telling this. Uh,
1: it's something about incest.
0: Hopefully not. Um, my great grandparents. So my yeah, my grandfather's mom and dad were both Harrises. okay like the woman was harris at birth she didn't marry him and then became harris but as far as they're concerned no relation
1: right but
0: yeah it is funny like she didn't have to she didn't have to like she married him and basically took his name but didn't have to change anything about didn't have to change any records or stuff yeah but it's also weird weird like from them onwards like all my family heritage not only are they the same town, but they're also the same fucking Sarah Like, it's just so boring. Oh, <laughs> I'm sure if I did something like this, Family, Finding Your Roots, or what's the thing everyone's doing now? 23andMe. Yeah. I'm sure if I did that, maybe I'd find something interesting. I mean, I, my, my beard is ginger, so I'm, I probably have some Viking blood in me, you know. <laughs> um, was probably pillaged back in the early 1600s or something. i got ginger beard
1: as well. Oh, do you? I've never seen you with any
0: out. facial hair, no. I didn't know that. Fascinating. Yeah. That's another thing we yeah, have in common. Clean shaven man. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't really do it anymore. Even even with this little bit of scruff I have now, is probably going a little but, uh, bit. It's because my
1: dad's ginger. Oh, is he? Like oh, I didn't know that. Okay. Is,
0: yeah. Right, right. That explains it. There's no one ginger in my family. Just a bit of ginger blood, I guess. But yeah, like you've seen me with a full grown beard before. Mm-hmm. Like when I have that, it goes. It is completely It's like, ginger, yeah. it's like dark ginger. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, Kara has a much more interesting family history than we do, I guess. Um, yes, he's he's at a rodeo, dressed up as a cowboy. He's like. You know, this is in my blood, I finally know who I am, and Homer goes, does that mean that you're qualified to be doing this? He's entering in the rodeo, he's going to stay on the bull as long as he can, he's like, I'm, I'm doing what I was born to do, <laughs> to get killed by a 2,000 pound super cow. It's like, don't worry, I got the buckle. <laughs> and Naima comes up and she's like, I got your suicidal Evi. She says this. She says, you don't, you don't need to prove anything to me. I'm like, no, I need to prove it to myself. And Bull Ryan is in my blood. <laughs> he just keeps saying this for some reason. <laughs> um, he ends up lasting three seconds on the bull and gets severely injured. He, he gets up and they're all cheering him on. He's like, cowboy Carol. And he goes to high five Homer. His arm, his, his arm turns the other way. He's like, is it supposed to be doing that? <laughs> and a woman comes up and is like, Don't worry, my great grandfather was a doctor in the Civil War. She takes out a saw, and Henry Louis Gates just like, takes her away. He's like, Get the hell out of here! Craig Craig is shooting for his small appearance. He did a good job. He for, did, yeah. you know, obviously he's not an actor. He's not an actor, he's only playing himself, obviously, but he was funny for the, for the few bits of dialogue that he has, especially just for here. It's the really quick delivery of just like, Get the hell out of here being cut to carol like we think he's like lying in a, in, in a bedroom with naima and he's telling her like really passionate like the most like open like enthusiastic we've ever really seen carol because like, he always seems pretty indifferent to everything one in four cowboys who settled the old west was black <laughs> oh and you know the lone ranger no i'm a young person
1: well he was based on a real guy lawman bass reeves
0: Maybe it's that you took my advice and explored your past or maybe I just like a man who does what I tell him But I feel very close to you right now Me too. Oh, and thanks for the old positive by the way. So does this make me a cowboy too? That's not how blood works. They start kissing beautiful song starts playing uh, called I'm just me Be- anyone who if you haven't seen the episode I, I, I still think the song is worth listening mm. to it's called I'm Just Me by Charlie Pride it's spelled C-H-A-R-L-E-Y very fitting song as the whole episode is about him finding himself but the, the musician is also a black country western musician so like you know probably not many makes, of them yeah so. it makes sense to, yeah, yeah. yeah it was a perfect pairing um, and yeah it's a really beautiful song and a beautiful way to close out the episode yeah lovely stuff Carol hmm. Carlson rides again and I think it's time for Sebastian Sanger to ride again you have the alliteration as well as yeah, Carol Carlson. Yeah, it's cool. You're like a your Marvel superhero. <laughs> how do I ever know your name has literation. Yeah, I love alliteration. <laughs> anyway, so yeah. What a boring. What the guide thing. Even I do really like literation. What a boring thing to say, though. <laughs> yeah, after you.
1: I'm sorry to disappoint, man. I got the vibe. I yeah, I think you can always tell. Yeah, by, you're so transparent by how much I don't like participate because participate, <laughs> I just didn't find it very interesting or cool. Fair enough. Like I. They were good moments. Yeah, loads. the 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 jokes fell flat. I didn't find the actual story that interesting. Like, mm. it felt like a very common theme in a lot of stuff. Which is like, okay, this person trying to find themselves in the heritage. It yeah. was unique in the way they that his was different.
0: Yeah, and it's a character that we and yeah, it's a character we more, don't see much. of yeah, like it would have been much more like. Blase episode. It was like Homer. Yeah, of, stuff, you know? of course. Yeah,
1: but I just I felt the story to be very bland and predictable, and like it it didn't do much for me. To be honest, it just didn't hit sure. the way the way I wanted it to. Because I remember when we were talking about the episode ages ago, you were really intrigued by it. Yeah, yeah. Because cause Carl's a great character. But mm. Yeah, not not for me. Like there were good moments, mm. but yeah, not not for me. Okay, not for me. All right
0: racist Um, (laughs) yeah i'm I'm, I'm racist
1: (laughs) i'm just kidding what's the what's the rating then wow what are the chances that one episode about a black person (laughs) i'm just saying what people are thinking (laughs) as they are (laughs) listening um i will be generous because it's it's still an interesting story Mm. and it's definitely interesting so i will give it a 6.5 objectively
0: Okay, sure. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I get that. I give it an A. I really liked it. I, I thought it was a one. I will agree with you. There were some cringy gags. There wasn't that many, but there was enough that they could, they stuck out when they when they were there. Like the Peppa Pig. Well, I guess that was the only real cringe. the Peppa Pig joke. Um, <laughs> there wasn't anything as bad as that. Um, I I thought it was a wonderful deep dive into Carol as a character. I will say the episode I mentioned already, the Saga of Carol, is a better episode. This is like a. It, it is basically a sequel to that episode. Mm-hmm. Saga like of Carol is better. But this, I, I still like this one a lot. I thought it was one of the deep dives in the character. I, I thought the emotional complications of his character made sense. Like of him like not knowing who he is and his racial identity and stuff like that. It made sense because Carol is black, but for 30 seasons we've never really delved into him being black. Yeah. You know, it's he just happens to be black. I thought the black neighborhood of Springfield was really interesting. I thought it was it executed really well in the episode. I thought it had a really sweet message about your bloodline and your family history... Is a wonderful thing to know about, but it does not define who you are in any way. You know what I mean? Uh, the the way that he immediately like lashed onto that as being who he is as soon as he found out about it, like oh I'm a cowboy. This is who I am. I Was like no, because none of that matters. You know, like there's a huge, as far as I'm concerned, a huge um, bloodline of builders in my, my dad's side of the family. As far back as we're concerned, they were all builders. I don't want to be a builder, nor will I ever be mm. a builder. You know, like that. That doesn't define who you are. Yeah, yeah. Um. I did say the ending felt rushed. Um. For sure. I thought they could have done with getting to the family history stuff a lot quicker. You know, they kind of, they kind of just like wasted a bit of time with him like going to get the belt buckle. Like, even though I thought the rest section that was funny, it didn't need to be there. You know, like I thought they could have gotten to the to the rodeo bit was the most interesting bit to me, but when they got there, there was like two or three minutes left in the episode if they got there earlier and spend more time there I thought that could have been better Um, so yeah I thought it was slightly rushed uh, but concluding I thought uh, it was an amazing performance by Alex Desert who's the current voice actor playing Carol um, who only took over the part in I think the 31st season obviously it was Hank Azaria before that but he's done an amazing job voicing the character and obviously this is the most we ever got to see of him because the saga of Carol is like Carol goes missing we're finding out about Carol's life through homer lenny and mo you
1: know what it means this, this is the first was, episode yeah. where it's like him after the you know? after yeah it was it was just he was yeah, a, yeah. he's the main character mm-hmm. like
0: homer isn't it is carol so in in that regard like huge credit to alex desert who does a brilliant job voicing carol and also voices carol's dad in the episode which is okay. always cool yeah so I, I thought he did a, a fantastic job but yeah you know fair enough you know they can all be never hits. gonna
1: agree uh, Like like well, we never. well we do agree a lot I, sorry <laughs> i did we're always going to have the odd disagreement. Yeah, you. yeah, of course.
0: No, I, 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 I thought it was a great episode. I mean, look, there's been so many great episodes this season. I definitely exactly. don't think... Exactly, there's always going to be
1: something. Yeah,
0: and I I, I I, wouldn't discount this one for me. I think it's still a great episode, but it definitely isn't, like, one of the top tier episodes of this season, for sure. No. Um, but yeah, that concludes it. Let's jump into the The news. <laughs> live from london city it's a very bad but slightly improved impression of camp rockman here to let you know it's time for simpsons news yeah two interesting pieces of news this week i mean this one is unfortunate but like i couldn't not address it as everyone's talking about how the show predicted the the submarine going underwater Look, it's not. It's, again, just people trying to find a way of connecting. Yeah, of
1: course, yeah.
0: Because it's not really. So the episode's called Homer's Paternity Coup. It's in the 17th season. And there's a bit in the episode where this guy, claiming to be Homer's dad, is like a, is like a is an explorer, and they go on a submarine together, and Homer gets like trapped underwater in the submarine.
1: It's not like that's a rare theme. No, of course that's not. There's other things. Films, yeah, and... it's
0: a bunch of this disaster movies and yeah, stuff yeah. like that, undersea... Adventure movies. It just so happens that it slightly connects to real life, so people have to be like, "Simpsons predicted this."
1: Um, no, no, it was ages ago.
0: Yeah, of, of course. But one thing I will say is pretty interesting about it is that Mike Reese, who's a writer on the show, who also travels a lot, he actually has a podcast about traveling called um, "What Am I Doing Here?" A really interesting podcast. Um, Mike Reese actually went on the same type of submarine. Oh well, man! That that, that the, the one that's got missing currently. And um, I mean, it's not fun news, but it's very interesting. He, he's yeah, he 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 has gone on one of them. It's called sub sub Subsubmer- sub submersible submersible. And he says B- basically you go down to the bottom of the ocean. I can't perceive how anyone could find could find it. Not to mind bringing it back up when you're on that thing. It doesn't really leave your mind that there is a chance that you might not be let off. He says it's not it's not a shoddy ship at all. It, it, it's just new technology that you're still. Uh, learning as they go along basically so he doesn't sound very hopeful about the chances of these people surviving basically yeah. it's unfortunate it is very interesting and that that is a weird coincidence that a writer on the simpsons who probably was contributed to this episode has actually gone on the same submarine that is interesting i still wouldn't say they predicted it but it, it, that is a funny coincidence That is a weird coincidence yeah very weird coincidence. in a more fun <clears throat> piece of news um bill oakley well, again a great writer in the show he was a showrunner for the seven and eight seasons my favorite seasons written some of my favorite episodes he brought out a list of his top three favorite characters to write for on the show and you and me would be very happy with his top three is and he gave like reasons there's a full article it's on cracked where he gets into like a very deep reasons why he loves all these three characters i just wrote like a very brief versions of all of them but f- number three was mr burns nice of course he says uh, he's an old-timey guy and i love writing in an old-fashioned way. Number two, he said Principal Skinner. So literally our two favorites outside the family. I always think of awkward teachers I had growing up and writing for Skinner. People that you just knew were very lonely outside their jobs. I just love the details of his whole existence, <laughs> which I totally agree with. And yeah, we totally, we all had teachers that like, oh, you, yeah. you knew they had no life outside of work. Their whole life was just teaching the kids try, try and trying to get through to the children, you know? And number one, he said Superintendent Chalmers. Wow, for uh, I found it very interesting. He says that he's the only sane man in this town. He's so and, true, actually. Yeah, he's the only sane man in this town, and that's he sees why I through love him. everything. He, just, he what?
1: He sees through everything. Yeah, yeah, totally. He sees the bullshit of Springfield. Even when you're watching it, you just go along with everything, and like, yeah, you know, it's funny. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah, yeah. He's the one person that is almost like the audience. Yeah, yeah.
0: Like that's exactly you know. what Bill Oakley said. Yeah, he's he's like the audience reacting to the absurdity of Springfield. But he says like, he, he questions Springfield but only to a point, and that's how he survives. He made a really good point that because he wrote Homer's Enemy. Homer's enemy, Is that uh, Frank Grimes is a character who questioned the logic of Springfield and he died from it? Yeah. But, like, yeah. Super yeah. Challenge Chalmers only questions it to an extent. Yeah. yeah. And that's what makes him
1: continue so living, true, basically. Right? I need yeah. to watch that episode again. Ah,
0: it's me. a classic. It's um, so, so good. But I mean, it's perfect, in my it's opinion. It's so true.
1: It, like, Chalmers is like your granddad walks in and is like what the hell are you watching yeah What's happening here why is he doing this that's but, so know,
0: true like... yeah because he walks into spring elementary which is such a ridiculous school of how they run and the, the students there and everything yeah like like if that school he's in real life it would be shut down and he, he walks in there and he's like what the hell is going on here how are you a principal you know <laughs> he is yeah totally like the audience that it's fascinating Yeah, and below he loves the character so much he's the only character he has an action figure of Nice. Uh, and he has a framed photo of Super 10 Chauvers in his house. So he really, <laughs> really loves Chauvers, <strawberries>. yeah. <laughs> really interesting. I don't thing. like
1: him that much. I like, don't think I'd hang up a picture of him. I mean, he's a writer shrine. of the show, obviously, the character yeah. means yeah, something yeah. very yeah.
0: personal to him. And he also wrote the scene Ham's oh, scene. Nice. So, you know, yeah. He he wrote their best moment. So, yeah, it's a very, very fascinating article. It's on Cracked, if anyone wants to read the whole thing. And um, very, very fun. But yeah, let's jump
1: into sales classics. I went for a um, very much so a classic. Uh,
0: yeah, and also a very quintessential segue. This is the first episode that features Superintendents Chalmers. This is his first appearance. Is it? Yeah, yeah.
1: Oh, interesting fact. Very first. Appearance. I went for yeah. a whacking day. Whacking episode day. Episode twenty, season four, golden era.
0: Season four. Who needs to explain it? Everyone knows that it. yeah, It's absolutely classic. Great. I yeah. went.
1: I went for it because I wanted to go for well a good classic, but I wanted something weird. Yeah, and yeah. Like, this is definitely it's a bold, very was, weird. Yeah. Episode. Definitely, it's all um, over
0: the place, but like in the best way.
1: Yeah. It's sketchy um, and So like It's chaotic Whacking day I mean If you don't know have probably seen of it yeah. Whacking day is where A day in the year Where all Springfield Chase all the snakes <laughs> it's Into town like... And start whacking them With these bats That's <laughs> quite dark They beat up snakes Yeah um, And obviously Homer loves it
0: Yeah <laughs> <laughs> I love the memories Like Obviously, Lisa hates it, and she's really upset about it. And she's like, what do I do, Dad? And he's like, just hold that to that range until it comes out at just the right time. Like when Dad beat up that referee with a whiskey bottle. Remember?
1: When Dad beat up that referee with a whiskey bottle? It's like, yes, I remember. <laughs> and so uh, basically, Lisa, obviously, is very much against Opposed it. Opposed to it, yeah. And then manages to convince Barry White, very random <laughs> appearance, but great appearance. Yeah, a great little cameo. Um, To convince them not to. Yeah, he's um, like
0: singing his song... It's like, I can't get enough of your love, babe. But it's like, construed to be thinking about snakes, basically. Yeah. And it's, it's,
1: it's a really short, like, concept. Like, when you actually break down the actual, like, what, main what plot. happens. It's like, who wants to do whacking Day? Lisa doesn't want him to. Yeah. this is Barry White. Well, Lisa... you're missing
0: out on, like, the main plot of the episode, which is Barry gets expelled. and Yeah, of course. Yeah, marriage is, becomes his substitute, or becomes his teacher. Um, well,
1: that that would that's like the side plot. I would say that's the main plot.
0: I would, I would say there's more of that it's, than there is Whacking like Day. It's like
1: half and half.
0: I I was like, the first like ten minutes we barely get to yeah, Whacking Day. that's the weird
1: we... thing. It's like yeah, the first ten minutes is just that. Yeah, like, but then and progress, then wacky Day comes like, in. Like...
0: But, but it connects well because marriage is like the first teacher to ever get through the barrel, and I love the relationship in this episode. I said it before great, yeah. of of like all the duos in the family, and marriage is one that you see the least. I think so. I love the relationship, course, yeah. when we when we get to see them. Um, but she's like getting through the Barry he's actually getting interested in history so much so they go to, uh, old Springfield town. He learns more about colonialism and they're, they're teaching about the history Whacking date, All these states came to Springfield and generally like Springfield started beating them up. But because Barry actually starts remembering these dates, he's like, wait, but this can't make it, this doesn't make any sense because on this date he was sailing somewhere else. And so then that's how it connects to yeah. Bart and Lisa, gang up together to try and stop Wacky Day, basically. I think it comes together really, really well. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Sorry, I was gonna
0: gonna mention. Yeah, that, I was like, you're not I, getting uh... to the the the, the 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 main chunk. <laughs> I, of was, the episode. I was going to, right?
1: yeah, <laughs> yeah. I was just thinking, like the actual like the the name is Wacky Day, yeah. It, it just it... I would say it backs the main but character, but it's because a lot of stuff happened before. Around...
0: Before we even mention, I would say we're at least halfway through the episode before Wacky Day even comes up. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah. but like not in that way. I'm totally fine with all the fun and games beforehand. The whole sequence of Superintendent Chalmers coming to the school to make sure everything's in order is just perfect. Like Mm -hmm. they're dialled all together. It's just flawless. Like what a great introduction. Yeah, you know, (laughs) he like he tells all the kids that um, Skinner tells all the kids that (laughs) well he tells Bart, Jimbo, Kearney, Dolphin, Nelson that. They're all getting a mountain bike, from they come to the warehouse, and he just locks it up because he doesn't
1: want them to yes, see... it's the best bit.
0: Yeah, it's the, the worst kids in the district. They lock, he lock it up, and Nelson goes, oh, what the hell? When are we getting our mountain bikes? <laughs> he still doesn't realise. And my favourite bit is when he goes into the second grade, and uh, he's like, okay, let, let, let's um, test out the knowledge on one of the students here. Let's just let's go for this kid. he points at Lisa. And Sinner's like, oh, you mean this, or Chalmers like, you mean this kid here? He points around, like, no, 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 Elisa Simpson. <laughs> it's like, oh, who, wh- what day did the Battle of New Orleans start And She gives, like, mm-hmm. the right answer. And then Raul just goes, what's a battle? <laughs> and, Such and, a uh, classic moment. Oh, so good. And Skinner puts his hand over his belt. Traumor's just like, did he just say what's a battle? Like, oh, no, no, he said what's that rattle on account of the heating duct. So, like, I'm pretty sure he said battle. Like, well, I, I have a cold. Oh, so you hear or as bees
1: yes <laughs> it's just so like, stupid makes sense yeah yeah he
0: doesn't question it like, that's exactly what Bill Oakley forgets said about, forgets yeah. about it immediately exactly what Bill Oakley said he questions it to an extent and then after a while he's like okay whatever yeah. <laughs> he doesn't care enough to further question Skinner in then, any way yeah and so it, good it ends
1: with um Barry Bruce White, White singing the song Harry oh sorry yeah so he good Gets that he left all the bullies in the cupboard. It's so great.
0: It, 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 it It's done so well because at that point, you also forget. Yeah, you forget. I totally forgot yeah. that
1: he left it in Even there. Even on the rewatch, I forget. And yeah.
0: It's, like, um... it's so good. We come back to the bullies and they're like having like a counseling yeah. session with each other. And Jimbo's like, maybe I use violence just because my parents didn't give me enough attention. And Nelslake wraps his hands around and was like, yes, yes. And uh, what's, oh. what's
1: the name? I always forget the bully in the white t-shirt. the ball ball. Kearney. He, like, has a beard. Oh, it's did he? I didn't even notice. Like oh, yeah. that's great.
0: I actually did that. That, that. That's a good consistency because they always kind of, like, make, like, subtle references that he's, like, a lot older. Yeah. He's, like, had to repeat sixth grade again and again, basically. Um, and, yeah, <laughs> Skinner's up on the... <laughs> They've gotten mountain bikes for them and, like, Willie's, like, riding to the school with, <laughs> with Skinner. <laughs> it's like, they'll, they'll forget us as soon as we get in these mountain bikes. Don't worry. And Willie's like, what if they're dead? It's like... Well, we'll go we'll run straight to Mexico. <laughs> such a great way to like, close the episode because mm-hmm. they rarely go back to like what started the episodes. I thought I it was a great way to close it off. It happens very rarely. I thought it's just so perfect. So good, I, obviously, man. I love Skinner as well. So, yeah, so good. I love Bart and Lisa's relationship in the episode as well. That's not very nice. It's the way it comes together. It's very natural. Um, yeah, like you said, Barry White is very funny in the episode. <laughs> it's like, you love snakes, don't you, Barry White? Like, Oh yeah, I love the sexy slitter of a beautiful snake. <laughs> it's just, such, just such a
1: smooth voice.
0: <laughs> oh, beautiful, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's a great episode. It's a classic. I mean, it's, you know, need I say any more? I would give it a 9. 9? Yeah, I'd, I'd probably... I wouldn't, give... yeah, I wouldn't give it a 10. I wouldn't say it's like quite like top, top tier, but I'd give it a 9.5. I was thinking
1: 9.5, maybe, but I know... Yeah, I'm going to stick with a 9.
0: Yeah, fair. i will give it a 9.5. I think it's great... Like it's not—it's not one of those ones that pops up like the best episode of all time in this, but like it's so close.
1: Yeah, definitely. you know what I
0: mean. Like it's not—it's not *Mary the Mar- Mar- monorail, but like it's nearly. Like it's nearly such a great episode. Yeah, it's just super fun. I know, like Homer is like the least important character in the episode, but all his bits are just so great. Just he's just obsessed with why he did for no reason. He's outside doing like the, the tester things, hitting the wall, and marriage is like really turned on by it for some reason. I mean, this is
1: what I love about Homer is just like his random obsessions. <laughs> totally, and <laughs> like
0: even episodes like this where he's not he an just important. He his whole personality. <laughs> yeah, just the one day he just becomes utterly obsessed with it for no reason. Yeah, it's so good. It's, it, it, like, 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 I, like I've mentioned many times, like. He's such a great character that even in episodes where he's not actually an important role, he still has some of the best bits. I think I think the Whiskey dialogue is one of the best parts mm-hmm. of the whole episode, you know. Um, yeah, yeah, great episode. Need I say any more? Yeah, let's jump into who wrote this episode.
1: Who wrote this episode, by the way? Whacking that.
0: John Schwarzwelder again. Yes. What an amazing writer, yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, I'm referring to the Carol Carlson Rides again. Uh, so this is a new segment. I said recently for people who don't know is i got inspired because the writing strike i, I want to do a segment where i pay tribute to the writer of the episode that we covered basically the writer of this episode was lonely lonely sosan Steele, a female writer and she's actually only been writing on the show since the 33rd season very wow. very new yeah, yeah. so Did you
1: say this was the youngest writer they've had or is this for ne- that's next season uh, no,
0: yeah, uh, somebody else named Brody Gupta I think is the youngest, but mm. she's also part of this. Like <clears throat> the, the the new writers that came in recently are like the first ever writers to um, be born off, be that. born after the show. Yeah, mm. exactly. Like she, yeah, she's part of this generation. Um, so my top three episodes that she's written are have to all be ones we covered because they're all super recently. So number three, Serious Landers. wrote mm. both parts of that, so credit cool. for credit credit's her She wrote a fantastic two-parter their first one since who shot mr burton so great job number two i went for a maid maggie the episode where Fat tony becomes maggie's yeah, godfather yeah, yeah. i mean yeah that yeah, amazing yeah. job that episode again always just great consistency with finding new things to do with the mafia that make some fun and entertaining and number one for me personally i had to go for mother and under strangers mm. the one where homer and grandpa go on that road trip together when they were younger there's a beautiful exploration the homer and grandpa's relationship as well as their relationship with mona um I thought it was a great inspiration to that character and it added a lot of details that we didn't know about all three of them that made sense they, they weren't put in force so yeah considering that she's such a new writer to the show she's yeah, done an amazing job episodes. and also
1: like consistency it shows the Simpsons are so still forward thinking yeah kind of totally like you still don't know when it's going to end because now they've got young writers and... yeah
0: they have that grew up loving the show so they can see areas where okay, we haven't done much here, so let's do more here. Like, Sirius Flanders is a great example. Flanders is such an interesting character, and seeing him getting involved in something corrupt is really interesting, so let's do that. This lady obviously saw there's a lot to Carol left to explore, let's do an episode about him, you know? So I guess the great thing about the generation of writers coming in now is their people who grew up loving the show, so their, like, understanding and passion passion for the show is so deep, but they also got to see from a very different perspective than the writers who've been on from day one. Yeah. Because even though they love the show, It's different when you're working on it, obviously. And you know, it's
1: like the whole Flanders thing. It's like we were saying the other week. It's like... It's always so much more interesting when it's like the most innocent person definitely evil. Yeah, yeah. The white thing
0: is. Yeah, exactly what we were saying. Yeah, if you had Homer be the person last week getting involved with the mafia, it would be as interesting. It's too obvious, but also like... He's kind of flawed anyways. Like he would do it no problem. He wouldn't question his own morals. Whereas Flanders would question his morals all the time. So... Yeah, they always do a great job of, like, pushing in, like, who's the best character to put in this episode. And I will say, I'm going to continue to campaign for him, especially now that we've had two Carol episodes. We need a Letty episode. Oh, hashtag, no. hashtag, hashtag give like me a Letty just, episode. It's
1: a meme for them now. They're not going to do it. I
0: know. There is something interesting in the fact that he's such a mystery. But I do want to know more about him. I feel him. like
1: they're going to open an episode soon. Make you think it's a Lenny episode, yeah, and then it's not. They trick you; it's actually just a back episode yeah. or
0: something. Yeah, I, I can see that happening. I would love a Lenny episode so much, but yeah, maybe never. I
1: want to see an episode soon that's just like a ridiculously Homer episode, mm. where he's just like doing all the Homer stuff. He's eating donuts. He's going crusty. <laughs> <over>. Yes, <laughs> just like 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 the he's most falling like asleep in the
0: nuclear um, nuclear plant, like at his work desk, setting a nuclear meltdown. Do you realize know would be a great episode? I mean, it just has. I've thought of this many times. Do you know at the end of Homer Goes to College where he had like that that big, all those pictures of like, because he has to repeat college again? And he showed all those, if they made those pictures into an episode. Yeah. That would be fantastic. I just wanted to go back to college. <laughs> Homer in college is, is just the perfect, there's nothing better than being Honestly, in college. like, the, every trying time, to be a fucking like young, every young adult. Every time we talk
1: about this episode, it just, it, just further cements to me that it has to be in like my top five.
0: I think I have a confession to make. I've been thinking about it a lot recently. I think, I think it's time to come out and say it. It's your favourite? I think it's replaced Springfield Files. Wow. I think it's my favourite episode.
1: Well, do you know what? That's, <laughs> it's fair enough.
0: It's fucking fantastic. We change and we grow as people. Yeah. But it's really interesting because what made me realise it was doing Seth's Classics. So I think the classics converted me.
1: (laughs) I converted you back to classic Simpsons. Well, Springfield Files is also classic Simpsons,
0: but like, yeah, like it's so good. I mean, there's just there's there's it's also Conan O'Brien who I've made it well known in the past. I absolutely love him. He's a great writer. He doesn't. He has written a bad episode, and it's his last one. You just said he threw everything. Everything he had in the last episode, like I'm going out with a bang, and he really did. Like yeah like i watched a commentary of it recently and i love the commentary so much i watched the episode again without the commentary and it's just it's just such a perfect episode there's nothing wrong with it Fantastic. it's just such classic homer and that's why i'm saying that we need him to go back to college just... and do that segment at the end as a full-blown episode i think it'd be so good i love to see those those the, the, the guys he lives with the the three nerds i love to see them again we never see them yeah. they're great characters harry and dan and Hank Azaria do a great job voicing him, as well. I love seeing him come back. But yeah, this is becoming just a campaign for Home Across to College all of a sudden, as if people don't know it's yeah, great. It's a... <laughs> if you don't understand how great Home Across to College is, go right that yeah. season five. I think it's, five? it's the yeah. one.
1: And watch it again. It's the episode like, I would recommend first to anyone that wants to get. If anyone's never seen Simpsons,
0: like, yeah, I'd I'd maybe start with that. It's such a good introduction, yeah. Right. yeah, yeah. It's, it's just such classic homework The family get involved in a nice way. also, they're yeah. all utilized well. Yeah, I mean, I've made it. I've said it so many times. I'm so obsessed. I'm so it's obsessed of, with his obsession with the dean. You it's know, it's such a dean. laugh out loud episode. It's so perfect, yeah. <laughs> the where, the, where the pig bites him because he wants up with his tails, so already the, the moment the, cla- the the lecture ends he runs outside that's chasing a squirrel he's just such like <laughs> stupid homer in the best way possible like <laughs> yeah absolutely perfect mm. um yeah let's jump into the questions so yeah two questions this week both simpsons related um yeah sophie de a friend of mine from core question it happens in age thank you so much for the great question she goes what shows would you like would you like to see this show cross over with obviously the, the simpsons uh
1: i'm guessing like that they haven't
0: they, that they haven't yeah i mean the, the the most obvious ones are family guy and futurama with it which they've done so yeah yeah once they haven't it's an interesting one i think american dad'd be good
1: That'd kind be of obvious cool. i
0: know but like them together would be interesting like how do stan and homer interact you know yeah Bob's Burgers is kind of obvious, but like that would work. Yeah. Did you know? that
1: happen? Well, it's not like a whole crossover. Yeah,
0: like, we didn't see like Bob and Homer meeting and stuff, it was just the mom at the end of the Cheshire Horror. Yeah, the yeah. like proper crossover. Yeah. so difficult question. King of I mean, the Hill I guess would be interesting. I'm, I'm, gonna... I'm saying shows like, I don't really know though, Apart from I'm going to say um,
1: just because it would be really out there. Weird and interesting yeah. for SpongeBob. Uh, I
0: mean, yeah. Do like a, like a, you know, treasure war type, like it's not canon. Yeah. I don't know, they go sailing or something, they fall into the water. Maybe they're wearing like Sandy's yeah. suit and they meet them. That'd be fascinating, yeah. There's definitely cool things you could do there. Um, cause they had that, city, even though Spongebob is more kid-friendly technically, they are kind of in that, in that similar ballpark of like, they're four kids, but they get away with a lot of adult humor. So exactly, yeah. There's fun things you could do with that dynamic for sure, yeah. Even this maybe Spongebob goes to Springfield or something. like There's so much you could do with that. Like Spongebob and Patrick get lost and they find themselves in Springfield. That'd be cool. Maybe
1: like um, Treehouse of Horror, like Bart's watching Spongebob. He gets something into, into the TV. Yeah. yeah. He comes out of the TV or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Either
0: or would be super cool. Yeah, I'd love that. Yeah, that'd, that'd be great. i have no, inter- no qualms with that. Yeah. Also, it'd be great, but again, it, it'd be great because how weird it would be
1: South Park. I was thinking that, but I thought it's just too difficult with the... Animation uh, styles? ...the age as well, like, because South Park is so obviously an adult show. What
0: it would have to do, would be the same with Family Guy, is, like, The Simpsons met Family Guy, but it was an episode of Family Guy.
1: Yeah, it would, yeah so yeah. it would have to be a South Park episode. Yeah, exactly. I, I think they
0: could do that. The, the, the writers have mentioned many times in the past, as in Trey and Matt Stone, as well as The Simpsons writers, that they have a lot of respect for each other. So it could happen. Trey Bagger might still write the episode, I think, and the voice actors come in and and, and, and voice their parts. That could be cool. I don't know how they could comment this, to, to South yeah. Park, but they always find... I mean, South like is such a weird it's, it's show actually, anyway. It's
1: more difficult thinking of ones for The Simpsons. To yeah, because it's such
0: a specific show. Yeah, exactly. Like, who else could be cool? I mean, you had the Rick and Morty cow already, but, like, a full-blown Rick and Morty episode could be cool. Again, that would be a Rick and Morty episode. Like, they, like, go to a Simpsons universe or something. Yeah. That could be fun. Yeah, I don't know. I'm gonna think you can do like a live action show, the same, the same way like the X Files came into the Simpsons. You could do something like that, mm. like oh, it's only Philadelphia. That could be cool. That'd be fun. Yeah, they had similar kind of humor going on. Like the the characters in the show could come to Springfield. They stay at Mo's. Mm. You know that that would work. Like them just playing their own characters, but they're they're that in the work. show. Yeah, that, that would, would really so work. work. Yeah, yeah, yeah definitely. I, I, they I they could
1: working. be animated so well and, yeah they would fit yeah. the show
0: really because they, they like they would so obviously get along with like mo and i can and... already
1: imagine them as characters, as
0: simpsons characters yeah, yeah so easily definitely like uh what's his name dan de vito perfect oh, this yeah. is a simpsons character yeah he has to meet mo Man. homer's brother <laughs> yeah at moment that'd be great yeah that, that has to happen but he also has to meet homer's brother because they're both with yeah, dan de yeah <laughs> that'd be so perfect that'd be a great episode yeah that, that, that that's a good one yeah maybe live action shows are more the way to go I mean, it's over, so we probably wouldn't have a community could be a cool group of characters to meet the Simpsons, because they're very kind of quirky. Even though it's live action, they're very cartoony as well. There's lots of good ones. It's a tough one, but there's lots of good ones that could work. Um, we've probably covered enough. There's lo- 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 lots of great ones. If anything comes to my head before the episode ends, I will get to it. But also a very great question here from Lost Simpsons, a great uh, meme, Simpsons meme page on on Instagram. Asked us what episode could have been a good movie. Very fascinating question.
1: Very good question because there's so many.
0: There is, yeah. I always say there's lots of episodes where it's very purposefully they're twenty minutes and they make sense as twenty minutes. But then there are episodes where it's like they feel they felt a bit rushed because there's such a big story yeah. that they only had twenty minutes to tell it, which is obviously the charm of the Simpsons. But sometimes it's like oh maybe they could have done with doing a two part or doing a full blown episode. I mean, kind of an obvious one, but. Who had Mr. Burns? I was about
1: to say that. Yeah, could have been a movie, it definitely. Been, yes.
0: Yeah, a movie where Mr. Burns is the villain is just—it's so obvious, but in a good way. Like, why yeah. not? You know, he's such a good villain. The 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 Bob episodes—the one where they go into his protection program—that yeah. could be a great movie. Could have really gone into the thriller elements a lot more in, in that if it was a full-blown movie. The one where they go to Kagan Kodos's home planet, which is a much more recent episode. That was originally conceived as being an episode. Oh, sorry, as being a sequel to the movie. That could have, I really would have seen that as being a great, being a great movie. Mm. There's loads. Camp Krusty was originally going yeah. to be a movie at one point. I could have seen that being stressed out. Although to be honest, if you're like to really be like, what could be a movie? I feel like it has to be one where the whole family are involved. Definitely. You know what I mean? And maybe one where they flee town in some way, which obviously happens loads. Like the 500 episodes, like they all they 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 get voted out of Springfield because so much bad shit has happened because of them, that they decide they're not good enough for the sound to get out of, of, of Springfield. You could have done so much with that in like an hour and a half long story, you know? Then again, I guess that kind of happens in the movie as well. I think something kind of like that happens in the movie. Maybe, maybe it's too similar.
1: Yeah, there's loads. Any, anything coming into yeah, your head? I'm thinking maybe like A Treehouse of Horror. Yeah, yeah, definitely.
0: Definitely. What would be a good, like The, the Shine one as a movie? Could be great. I would have had no oh the, the toaster the time traveling one mm-hmm. would have been such a great movie yeah I mean that's my favorite travel of Horror segment mm-hmm. of all time so I'm definitely being biased there but I think that could have been stretched out brilliantly as a movie yeah what else like the one where he sells his soul to the devil yeah you could have done really like crazy stuff with that yeah loads and loads, mm-hmm. loads of great 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 episodes that could have been movies I mean I could go on forever but yeah I think we covered, covered that question well enough Let's wrap it up with the recommendations of the week. Rock, scissors it up, Rock, paper, scissors of the week. <laughs> yeah, rock, paper, scissors. It's always me. i start to feel bad. Just
1: one day I know you're not going to think I'm doing paper.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, I see what you're doing now. Okay, okay, okay. I, I'm going to be nice to you soon.
1: My recommendation is a weird one. I'm going to recommend Smosh. What, like the gaming channel? The YouTube channel. Yeah. What? Well, because they bought it back. They again. bought it back. Yeah. And never, I'm not going to lie, I never found it. You remember a Smash fan?
0: No. I, I was a Smash fan back when Anthony Padilla I and mean, Inkyo. Back when it was just them. When the other people started coming in, I kind of lost interest. And then when Anthony Padilla left, I stopped watching completely, to be honest. I'm not. I don't want to be negative. I'm not disrespecting the of people. I just. It, it, it wasn't for me personally. I, I loved it when it was just the two of them and it felt like they were. Personal making mm. sketches together, you know. But after seeing that video, I started watching the older ones, and it just reminded me of like that kind of that. Th- this is it, those really stupid, like really fun, stupid comedy sketches there that, that are stupid on purpose, but in a yeah. the way they're actually very cleverly written. I miss that era you know what I mean? YouTube, man. Yeah, and going back to it, it just made me so happy. It just that that pure dumb comedy. It, it, mm. It's I, I, really, I really felt myself reconnecting with like the kind of really silly comedy that I, did, that I just loved growing up, you know. For someone no. who loves Smosh growing up, I would recommend going, going back. back yeah. They hold up, man. And I can't wait. I resubscribed really to the channel. I can't wait to see what they do together now that they're back. I think they're a great comedian duo. I love them both as people. I listen to them a lot on like podcasts and stuff like that. And there's, there was an, an interview, I think we like a full long, hour long interview on his show. I, sp- I spent a day with It was also a great YouTube series on his solo channel. I spent the day where he did one with Ian and the conversation he had and that was so beautiful and honest they, had, they, they admitted that they, they fell out for a couple of years they both had seeing therapists and they reconnected through that and it's a really beautiful honest conversation like it's very inspiring like people can like fall out but they can come back and they can be better people it, it was really beautiful and inspiring the whole journey there so yeah for people who haven't watched Smosh I think sorry no for people who who love Smosh growing up I would recommend going back and watching those old videos they are just so fun so, yeah. so fun. No, yeah, no,
1: no that, that sounds cool, yeah. Yeah. I, I do, and I remember I liked some of them. I always remember the, like, Pokemon one.
0: Yeah, the like Pokemon in real life. Yeah. Yeah, they were fun. The food battles were great. Yeah, I can't wait to see what, what what new sketches they made together. Being older men now, and they're like, they're they're obviously, as you do comedy writing for a long time, you just naturally get better at it. So I can't wait to see what they do together now. Mm. Really, really intrigued. Yeah, well, what's, what's your rec?
1: An in- interesting one, because... Um, maybe a lot of people listening have tried it and didn't like it. Sex? <laughs> um, Should
0: I try it again, maybe? It didn't yeah, work for me the first time. Go, so okay, thanks, try the bum.
1: You might, you Maybe, maybe, it. yeah, yeah.
0: yeah. Um, <laughs> I just used use my ear last time, so maybe, oh, maybe there's yeah, other yeah, parts yeah. of the body to
1: explore. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, go on. <laughs> um, the Book of Boba Fett. Oh, uh, yeah, I haven't seen it yet. Yeah, because... I remember I tried watching it a while back, and I was like, eh. yeah. But maybe I wasn't in the right mood because sure. I've recently been in a, bit of a Star Wars phase again, and sure. I tried series again. was good. But people talk so negatively about it. Yeah. But I think it's brilliant. Okay, I think it's brilliant. Like, I I'm like five episodes in. So you're nearly done. It's like eight episodes. I in think the- so, or it's so, six. Yeah, yeah. And it's great it's like Boba Fett was one of those characters that everyone thought was really cool and interesting but knew nothing about. Yeah. Um, and now you get to find out about him. Mm. I remember, like, all the... I don't want to spoil too much, but, like, yeah. there were loads of theories about Boba Fett mm. on the internet And you get like, a little bit ago, and in that, the Mandalorian. And they turn out to be kind of true. Okay. Which is cool. Um,
0: yeah. And w- were these things that, like, George Lucas had already kind of
1: set up or... I'm thinking so, yeah. Yeah, okay, okay, cool. Because I think George Lucas knew the lore. He did, yeah, like, yeah. He and, had and loads. They're just, they're just writing about it now. Yeah. <laughs> um. But yeah, like, um, I think my favourite thing about this series mm. is how much they, like, gave humanity to the Tusken Raiders. Oh, cool. And, like, how okay. they made them actually you understand them more and why they are the way they are. Oh, well, I wouldn't expect um, that. Okay, yeah. Which is always nice that. because like, in the um, original trilogy, they're kind of terrifying. Yeah. And then in the prequels, you just hate them because of what they did to Anakin's mum. Of course. But it actually gives them like a bit of humanity and you're like, okay. Seeing it from like, their perspective. Yeah. But... I always loved that. Yeah, yeah, when
0: like, someone who's completely depicted as being a villain, how you can Angle it from their perspective and change how you think yeah. about it. it. It just makes it so much more interesting because no it one does. is no one is purely a villain. Like everyone exactly. has their reasons and their own history. It doesn't mean it doesn't make what they do any better, but it's interesting to see their perspective and what made them think this way. Exactly. You know, and
1: and 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 the fact that it's Boba Fett mm. that's making you see these people as human. Yeah, is is just. Good writing, in my that's opinion. That's cool, and yeah. I find it really interesting. That I don't know the guy's name, but the guy that plays Boba Fett. Mm. is a fantastic actor. Yeah. Um, Wait, does he talk in it? Do you see his face? Maybe that's Yeah, yeah. Okay, oh, okay. He has his like, helmet off the most. Oh, of wow. Okay, cool. Um, it's just great, man. I'd recommend it to you, to be honest. I have
0: a, a meaning to watch it. I was, I was yeah. putting it off because, what well, you said people weren't that positive about it. Like, I, I originally wanted to watch all this Star Wars stuff in order, but then it was like I finished Mandalorian and then what I was meant to watch next is Book of Boba Fett but then Obi-Wan came out and I was like I'm so much more interested in Obi-Wan yeah. as a character than I am Boba Fett so I just went straight to that instead which Obi-Wan One great. is great yeah. Yeah. you finished it uh, yeah, yeah I love yeah, Obi-Wan that was great
1: fantastic um, I would say the Book of Boba Fett in my opinion is a bit better. bit better than okay, Mandalorian yeah. I don't think it's as good I as mean... Obi-Wan but I think it's a bit better than Mandalorian oh Mandalorian oh yeah, wow yeah. okay fascinating cool well I, do, I, I mean that's just my opinion like I don't rate Mandalorian that much not, no I, like I Mandalorian.
0: love Mandalorian personally okay well I love season 1 I thought season 2 would try a bit too hard to like connect to the main Star Wars lore in the same way like the Nasty Deuce is like the, the, these, these they start out telling their own original story and then it suddenly becomes like obsessed about like how can we connect it all to the main characters the main movies yeah. you know or the main books or whatever yeah but cool yeah no, I mean, I'll mean, i definitely get to it you, you, you definitely maybe want to get to it a bit quicker you know definitely, you intrigued me more yeah and my final recommendation is a controversial one. I'm going to go for The Flash. Look, it's a great movie. We don't need to get political about people here and who, who's in it. I'm a very firm believer of separating the art from the artist. And I i can't stand these reviews. They're mentioning Ezra Miller as a person in their critique of the movie. It's like yeah. the person... let
1: that, that get in the way of the no. actual movie?
0: And taking away the actor and what they've done. Look, Ezra Miller's a horrible person, don't get me wrong. But they're a good actor. They're amazing in the movie. Yeah, They're very good as Barry Allen. I love the lore of The Flash. I was a big fan of the CW show that like explored the lore very deeply over like eight or nine seasons, I think. So I was like, how can they do this in a two-hour movie? And I thought they did it really effectively. Michael Keaton's in his Batman, and he's fantastic. And look, I'm recommending this to comic book nerds. If you're not a comic book nerd, if you're not a DC fan, it's not for you. But for DC fans, I think it's one of their best movies in a while. mm The time travel elements i've always already mentioned i loved the rules of it are very clear Ezra Miller is two people in it basically Ezra Miller is like the main guy and the sidekick character because he he teams up with himself from the past and it's done really nicely Michael Keaton's fantastic in it for fans of his movies like they brought him into the DC universe really nicely there's a bunch of uh, surprises in it throughout that i can't give away but for DC fans, and comic book nerds, I thought it was a really beautiful love mm. letter to DC in general, because they're getting rid of this universe now. As you know, James Gunn is taking over yeah. and setting a whole new universe. Yeah. I, I thought it it's concluded. Exciting. Yeah, very exciting. Yeah, I'm. I'm intrigued sure to see what he does. I, I thought it, it concluded that this universe that has been messy. They've had. I mean, it's been either or. They've either been fantastic movies or horrific. There's no in between. Um, but I, I thought it concluded this this world very brilliantly, and the ending for like any fans of like superman batman the flash and everything else it's done really really beautifully yeah um and i, I thought it was a great movie like i said it's every art the arts i thought ezra miller was, was fantastic in it the directing style was very very cool and unique um andrew M- machete who directed the the it movies just did a fantastic job and you could just tell he loved the character and he loved the lore of the flash and like his passion for it was very clear and I just was a great movie. I think it's worth people. I do want to watch it because I, I yeah. find
1: him an interesting superhero. Definitely. He, he's their Spider-Man. For I've sure. most people be like, yeah, it's not good. It's not good. It's not good. But I, I like, think it's the I think biased. they're just saying that. Yeah. Because I had one they're guy. They're
0: scared and, of like saying that they like it because then someone's going to be like, "Ooh, you like it. You like, you're like you supporting him. I had one guy him.
1: who was like straight up like, no, it's brilliant
0: yeah like he didn't care he
1: was just like no it's brilliant and
0: the people it's coming out saying it's brilliant I think are the people who are being honest yeah. that's not to say look if, if you genuinely didn't like it you're entitled to your it's opinion fine, yeah. but if you're saying that because of the actor shut up American Beauty is a great movie Woody Allen is a great writer you know what I yeah, mean exactly, it's like yeah.
1: you, you need to it's, it's what I don't it's get, important it's like it doesn't make the films bad no they're bad yes it doesn't make the films bad
0: yeah and me liking it doesn't mean that I agree with I love Woody Allen's movies. It doesn't mean that I agree with him marrying his daughter. You know, like people are, have gotten so. Yeah. What's the word? Black and white with a way of
1: thinking. It's like, no. Can't I don't know the Woody Allen. Bear <laughs> you mind. Know what I mean? Most of his films and masterpieces came out before any of that. Exactly, movie. yeah. So even if you were to try and link it to his work. It's stupid. Yeah,
0: it's ridiculous.
1: Yeah. And that,
0: that, that, that's why I bring up The I just I just think it's a great movie. Separate all of the politics surrounding it and just focus on the art itself especially for comic book nerds i just think it's one that they will love and i think it's worth your time and if you're avoiding it for that reason forget it Go check it out you know mm. yeah sorry <laughs> i'm very passionate this week with my my old school no no that's i only had one my, my, one, my nerdy stuff nothing else no this
1: week yeah so but i couldn't recommend it more for people to give it a go that would be, yeah yeah shit. or try it again if you thought you didn't like it when you first watching it
0: but you, you would actually recommend people who haven't seen both that like, to go back and give it a second chance. Yeah. No Fair way. enough. That's interesting. I know that happened with a few people with Andor, because it was so different. I haven't seen Andor yet. But it was so different from Star Wars. Some people were like, oh, I didn't like it cause it wasn't like classic Star Wars. And then they kind of started winning all these awards and got like all this critical attention. Yeah, and they went not... back and they are like, oh, actually, it was great.
1: But is, is that not what you want? We have enough Star Wars. We have enough classic... We want to explore the universe. Yeah, I, the I don't
0: Wars. want to keep seeing Jedi stuff. I want yeah. to see different parts of this I've world. I've not seen
1: a lightsaber battle in Boba Fett yet. I don't want to. No, like, I don't. I, there's the... plenty of them. Yeah, yeah. there's
0: nine movies. <laughs> do we, and, and other stuff as well. Do we really need more Jedi stuff? I've, there's so much more of this world. This is yeah. a gigantic galaxy. I want to see aliens. I want to see... You know, I'm, I'm super excited to see what Taika Waititi does because he said it's going to be a whole new gang of characters that have nothing to do with the previous lore. That's yeah. what's interesting to me, yeah. I, I want to see other parts of this world to be explored. You know, there's so much on-tap areas in, in in the Star Wars universe. So, yeah. Thank you guys as always for listening. And I guess we'll catch you really soon. And... <laughs> I don't want to this say the so, baby so... thing every single time. <laughs> 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 I'll, I'll be sincere. Thank you guys as always for listening. And well, um, If you like the podcast, be sure to support us. Give us a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts, or Spotify, or wherever you listen to the podcast. If you want to stay updated with future episodes and um, follow us on Instagram follow the
1: Instagram tell your friends about the Instagram and the podcast
0: yeah and, 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 and keep asking questions for future podcasts yeah. and um, yeah thanks, thanks, thanks for listening guys and um, I wanna fuck you sorry <laughs> Good night. <coughs>